that drummer guy. Ten years of real, not clickbait interviews from somebody who actually cares about music. What the world needs more of. It's a testament to you and your dedication and commitment. That drummer guy. This guy consumes more music in one year than most of us could hope to in a lifetime. The list of names he interviews is insane, and each one seems to be better than the last. You've introduced me to so much new music, and I appreciate you so much. You're that bad drummer guy. I need another beer. Hey everybody, this is That Drummer Guy, back for another episode, and back with a brand new interview with Peter Tekrin of Hypocrisy to talk about the brand new album, Worship, which is coming out this Friday through Nuke of the Blast. In this interview, we basically talk about everything you need to know about the brand new album from Hypocrisy, to how the song Chemical Horror is about opioids, not the vaccine, having his son contribute to the new Hypocrisy album, what to look forward to in the future, and so much more. So let's get straight into it. My interview with Peter Tackern of Hypocrisy. How you doing, bro? Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it's great to be able to catch up with you again. Uh, it feels like I just got done talking to you about pain, and now we get to talk about hypocrisy. Yeah. Time uh, flies, man. Oh, totally. And, yeah, I mean, it's uh, great to be able to catch up with you again. Uh, I just got the brand new album from Hypocrisy of Worship. Uh, I just got it uh, yesterday, and I've been uh, spending it all night listening to it and just really enjoying everything that's going on here. And, you know, even though it's been a while since the last Hypocrisy album, like, you may have made the best Hypocrisy album to date. I just love everything that's going on here from the production, the songwriting, the lyrics, uh, the musicality that's going on here. I just love everything about it. Wow, thank you very much, man. Thank you. Oh, not a problem. So, that's cool. Yeah. So with that said, I mean, what was it like to start writing for the new album? Uh, I, to be honest, I don't know. I can't remember how it ended up, you know, starting looking back and start doing hypocrisy stuff again. Uh, I mean, after end of disclosure, we did a lot of tours and stuff like that, you know, and uh, I don't know, 2015, 16, you know, I, I started getting busy with uh, with Lindemann and then with Payne and then Lindemann album again. So there was not, no real time to really plan any hypocrisy because i was so deep in all the other stuff you know writing three out other albums actually actually four now because i have the the other project that's hopefully going to see the day of light as well with a different singer and stuff like that so uh for me it was just it was just pedal to the metal with all kinds of shit you know but uh after a while when we started when i started get some free time me and my son started writing a death metal album I, I can't remember how long ago five years ago or something like that and that kind of sparkled sparkled a new feeling of doing a new hypocrisy album kind of i think you know even uh, from this project, me and my son did, that never saw the light of day. We actually too, took uh, Dead World from there, that uh, Sebastian wrote. You know, I wrote all the lyrics, of course, but he wrote the, uh, uh, the music on it, so that's pretty cool. That really is, and it, it, it shows the talent that you're leaving behind in your lineage, too. I mean, the fact that uh, he can write such a killer song, and it feels perfect for hypocrisy, too. I mean, if, if you never would have known that, it just would have felt like another killer hypocrisy song. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, if you, now when you know it, it feels a little bit more modern, I, I would say. A little bit updated today. Uh, just the riffing and, and the, 
the way he thinks when he writes music, which I thought was unique. And it, it actually turned out really great. It's going to be the second single or video for the album that comes out first of October. So. Oh, that that's so cool. And I imagine he's got to feel great about that, too. I mean, seeing that not only making the Hypocrisy album, but the fact that it's going to be released as a single, too, so people get to hear his talent. Yeah, I, I mean, he's not, not a stranger for, for writing. I mean, he wrote one song on the, on the Lindemann album, uh, this uh, Mathematique song, you know? For example, he wrote that song as well. And plus, me and him, when he was like, I don't know, 15, uh, we wrote Soldiers of Fortune together on End of Disclosure. So uh, he's an early bird, that's for sure. I, I didn't realize that about both those songs. I mean, that that is so cool when I'm thinking about that now and just like listening to how those songs go. I mean, there's a lot of variation that he's got going on. I like that. Yeah, I mean, he's really trying right now. He's working on his own solo thing. And the only thing that's missing that he's stuck with is he doesn't have a singer for it. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he wanted to do something unique. I don't know how many songs he wrote. And I think now he found his, his unique way. Uh, it's really hard to explain what the hell he's doing. You know, you just got to hear it. Uh, it's more, uh, I don't know, more electronic vibes to it. it it's really a mix of all kinds of weird stuff but it's it's very unique that's for sure i hope we will see a light of day one of these days i do too i'd be very curious to hear that side of them yeah and yeah definitely oh for sure and you know thinking about that as well too i mean uh, now knowing that uh he he wrote dead world i mean when you compare it to the rest of the album like i said i mean it just feels so natural when it comes to hypocrisy and just hearing the rest of the songs on the album too uh, it just it's so great to be able to see it like uh you know starting off the title track and you know the uh, course of the first single chemical horror getting a great reception from what i've seen online and there's such other killer songs on there i think another day it would just be like the perfect circle pit song when that finally gets to be played live i just the first time i heard it i was just imagining the circle pits going on like the first time i heard the main riff yeah it's got a great groove to it definitely uh, I mean, f f when I started with this, you know, go getting halfway through is just like just trying to make better hypocrisy songs, not try to invent ourselves or, or anything like that. It's like, you know, when you hear a, a ACDC album, you don't want it to sound something different. You want it, want it to sound like ACDC, you know, but better songs or newer songs or whatever you want to call it. You know, it didn't want to change really anything. Just make it better. Yeah, exactly. And I remember when uh, we were talking a few months ago, we were talking about that. And I was just saying that I it's so cool that you have like so many different options to be able to explore those things. That way, uh, the, the natural fans and uh, who have been there from the beginning for hypocrisy, they don't if they don't like the experimental stuff or hearing anything different from hypocrisy, they still got hypocrisy to listen to. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's as hypocrisy as it gets, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> you know? Uh, and yeah, like I said, uh, the point of making this album is just making better hypocrisy songs, you know, updated. And also with the lyrics and stuff, it, it got a little bit more attention now to, to all the bullshit that's been going on. And some songs, I wrote lyrics, I mean, Chemical Horror, I wrote like almost three years ago, the, the lyrics for it. So, uh, yeah, and you see what the fuck is going on now. And so oh, yeah. that world, that was like maybe two years ago, and now we're all fucking zombie uh, couple, uh, apocalypse kind of world we're living in. 
Yeah, it's just it, it's amazing because you not always do you expect like uh, some songs to be like that to have even more meaning now, like years later from the time that you're writing about it and just seeing songs like that. And the more that I listen to the lyrics of all those songs, it's just like, yeah, it really hits home right now. Yeah, that's strange. There was nothing. It was just things that I saw and what I thought about the whole world, kind of, you know. I mean, of course, there, there's a few futuristic kind of uh, lyrics in there, like uh, like the worship song. You know, it's pretty much about what the cover is saying or showing. You know, uh, that the ancestors that made us coming back. You know, and they, they have a couple of bones to pick with us. <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully so. And you know, yeah. th- and thinking about that too, with the album cover, it's just like I'm I'm so drawn to it. I I love the use of the colors that's going on there, everything that's going on in the background and the foreground that's going on. I mean, it just feels like the perfect hypocrisy album cover. Yeah, it does. It, it took a while to to make it. I mean. I started writing it first on a, on a napkin, and then I sent it over to uh, to uh, uh, Gerardo in, at Nuclear Blast, and I asked him to help me, you know, get someone to to create what I had in mind. And you know, somehow he, he got this artist that that started going crazy on, you know. And plus, this was like three years ago or something. I remember I was in LA, you know, uh, a few years back. I, I always went there like a couple of times a year, and actually. Uh, meeting up with Peter Stormer and sitting in his friend's studio writing music and stuff like that. It was really good for me to go somewhere else to write music than sitting at home that I always do since 1994, you know, in a studio and write music. And this time I wrote like four songs in L.A. Uh, one ended up on uh, on the Lindemann album, this, uh, what the fuck is it called? The, the number one song, uh, Plus Signs. Oh, yeah. That, I, that actually I wrote in two hours in L.A., Wow, you know, so that's also when I started to fuck around with the uh, cover and thinking about how oh, it should be like this, it should be like that, you know. So um, yeah, it took a, it took a while, but I was not in a hurry because I was so busy with everything else. So I spit out my ideas and. and had people helping me, you know, uh, get my vision out. Yeah, and that's what I've always appreciated about Hypocrisy, especially with the last few albums, is the fact that you are taking your time with every album rather than feeling like you have to rush to get it out immediately because I think that the more that you do get to sit on the songs and make sure that they're going to be the the way that they should be presented on the album and the way that you want them to be, the better they're going to sound. And, you know, like I said before, you know, it's like it was a wait since the last album, but it's absolutely worth the wait. Yeah, I'm sorry. Eight years, it's insane. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of albums in between there that I've been involved in and a lot of fucking tours with all these bands. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's been tricky and it's, you know, energy just fly away and so when, when when you start really want to concentrate on things you, you're just so fucking tired because you're overworked like hell so that's why it was more like baby steps all the time no hurry we were still doing good we did a tour in america with hypocrisy 2019 and it, it was the most successful tour we did so far uh for being a headline tour so I guess there's still people out there discovering the old stuff and now they're going to get the new shit as well. So that's good. Oh, totally. I mean, the the reception that I've seen so far with Chemical Horror, I mean, whether they're misunderstanding the lyrics or they actually understand what's going on, I mean, it's been great reception for it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, oh, this is an anti-wax song. I'm like, <laughs> are you stupid, you fuck? <laughs> 
it's opioids. Just let them go. You know, let them be. Fuck them. So uh, it, it's funny, but most of the people, 99.9%, they go like, whoa, yeah, this yeah. is fucked up because it's uh, about pharmaceutical. Of mm-hmm. course, you, you know, all these uh, vaccinations is about pharmaceutical as well, of course, but in a different way. Yeah, I mean, when I first heard it, the first thing I thought about was opioids, and I could just, like, picture people that I know specifically that are hooked on it, just like the way that you're describing it and in the song, and just, like, thinking about that in any other context, thinking about that, like, being, like, anti-vax or anything like yeah. that, Just it just made me laugh so much when I saw that. Yeah, I mean, look at Benzo for it, instance. you know, like, people get hooked on this, like, heroin, you know, and, mm-hmm. of course. Well, some of it is. They're going to go back and want more, and they have to pay for it. So these assholes are making shitloads of money on it, you know? So I, I just had my vision on it, you know? Uh, nothing may be, like, 100% correct, you know, about things, on, uh, but I'm not going out like, yeah, this kind of percentage is this and blah, 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 mm-hmm. without doing any research. So, uh, you know, it, it becomes a little hobby to, to like, okay, I uh, better make sure that I'm right on what I'm singing here because, you know, this is for life. <laughs> <laughs> but so far with my songs in, in the past and everything, <clears throat> you see what's going on, you know. In 96, nobody knew about Russell 47. What the <laughs> hell is that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 94, fourth dimension. What, what is that? Now everybody's talking about all these different dimensions that things are living in and coming into ours and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just thoughts I had, and I was like, what about if it's like this? And I just started writing like that, you know. Now they talk about hybrids and shit. I had songs about hybrids. I don't know, in 98, 99, you know? So uh, it's... Yeah, that was on the self-titled, right? how things pans out, I would say. Yeah. And and, uh, just what you were talking about, that was was on the self-titled album, right? You were talking about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, that was 99. And, you know, it seems like you are so ahead of the curve when it comes to that stuff, too. And, you know, I, I got to imagine some of that is coming from you as well, too. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of sources that are coming out about that, and people are getting more interested and intrigued by it. But I got to imagine there's some people that have you to thank for it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I do a lot of, you know, research and, and shit, you know, I Google a lot and I have some connections left and right about things. And I just take all these things and I put it into words, kind of, you know, so um, I'm not Nostradamus or anything, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I, I imagine how it will be in the future and, and I kind of write like that, you know. In the past, I never gave a shit about lyrics. I mean, it was just a, a, a my vocals was just another instrument instrument in the music but i guess the older you get you start realizing maybe there were i didn't give so much shit about it you know because when i go back to some lyrics in the past like that's 20 years old i'm like holy shit yeah it's actually happening so yeah it's it, it's so crazy to think about that as well too and yeah, I mean, when you're able to look back and you look at the discography that you have, I mean, whether it's something you were able to put together, a project you were a part of, or something you were sitting behind the board on, I mean, it's such a catalog of music that you're able to be able to put behind. And now with, like, so many decades behind it and just seeing all the work that you've done, I mean, it's just it's incredible to see how that's still going on in 2021 and, of course, going into the future as well. Yeah, 
it's going to be a fucked up future, I tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I'm sure we're going to get out of it, but a lot of people will be suffering for, for nothing, you know, before everything is over and done, I would say. So, uh, yeah, what can you do? Go with the flow and don't be stupid. Exactly. And I hope more people learn that as well, too. I mean, especially when it comes into uh, the music side of it. I mean, I want to be able to see hypocrisy again. I want to be able to see pain for the first time. I want to be able to experience these shows because, you know, when shows are taken away from you, I mean, so many people are able to take that for granted. I mean, whether you're on the stage or off the stage and now we had that taken away from us, it's slowly starting to come back, but it could be taken away again at any moment. Yeah, that's really scary because now I see all these bands are playing for shitloads of people and stuff like that, and I'm just hoping that they we won't have a, another wave of of, uh, of this COVID stuff, you know. So they close down again, and how much does the vaccine do? You know, I see a lot of people who has double vaccination get really sick, and uh, it's like almost like this uh, COVID uh, virus attracts to the vaccine people <laughs> i don't know and you see a lot of anger a, a lot of uh, depressions and a lot of things you know it, it's really a fucked up time we're living in to be honest it, it really is i mean i'm i'm so afraid of like walking out my front door some days and just like experiencing the world you know it's, it's so much of it i've been just like staying home trying not to get sick trying to uh, make sure that I'm going to be here for the future. And there's so many things from no, no matter what side of the equation that you are for anything, it feels like there's so much problems that's going on between any side that no, nothing's really getting done to make sure that things are going to be able to keep going forward. No, 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 definitely not. It's, you know, it's left, left against right, right against left. And it seems like it's a battle just to win uh, kind of uh, who's right and who's wrong, but not to solve the problems. Yeah, and that, that's always been my problem when it comes to anything where there, it feels like it's an us and them mentality is because of what you just said. It's more important to be right rather rather than being able to be uh, have the correct idea and trying to make things work. And it, yeah, I don't know why that's so much more important. Yeah, exactly. So... People are, are blinded by trying, you know, to, to, to be the, the man, so to say, you know, and so they don't think about anything around it. They just want their uh, way of their thinking or their politics or whatever you want to call it to be right. And then they don't give a shit how bad or good it is. I mean, if you look at now at this environment, stupid people in Sweden, they're closing down our, our uh, nuclear reactors and stuff like that. And guess what they're doing now? Because we have no electricity. We're we're um, we have this uh, energy plants where where you uh, burn oil to get electricity. How clean is that? They they do 140,000 liters per hour. They burning oil. Is is that good for the environment? Oh, of course because not. They, nah, because they close down the fucking uh, nuclear reactor that that gives you know half of Sweden it's power because oh it's not good for the environment yeah but now you're stuck in this shit with your stupid fucking electric cars that you want to fucking charge but you charge it with fucking dirty electricity mm -hmm. dirty electricity means that it comes from either coal or it comes from oil stupid stupid people you know absolutely Just because they want this oh the whole world is going to hell oh we have all these catastrophes and there's this and that it's been like this for thousands of years fucking idiots 
there will be a flood. Yeah, it's been floods for hundreds and hundreds of years. It comes and it goes. It's natural shit, you know? And there's no preparation for it at all. It's No one learns from history, and that's the biggest problem. No, it's about power. Who can be right and say, yeah, we fixed this because this is the way to do the climate changes. You stupid fuck. How do you think you're going to get these fucking batteries to run if you don't have anywhere to, to get electricity? All these fucking um, uh, propellers everywhere, you know? They don't. They do like 1% of what you need in your country. It doesn't matter. You want to fucking blast the whole fucking country with fucking uh, these stupid fucking propellers? Good luck. But you kill a lot of fucking animals and, and all kinds of shit with this stuff. Oh, it, it's so true how that can happen. And uh, people talk so much about like solar power, yet no one's getting behind it to try to make that work, to see if that can even work on a bigger scale. And yeah, I mean, we're going to keep using the, this dirty energy until we don't have any left. And then we're going to be so confused as to why we don't have anything to run anymore. Yeah. I would say, I mean, nuclear energy today, you can build it so fucking safe than, than in the past, in the 70s and 60s and 80s. It's a huge difference today, you know, but they don't want to consider that. And I mean, solar panel, sure, you know, just make sure you have a lot of fucking uh, uh, sun there. <laughs> I mean, for, for every household, it's a perfect solution. But when there's people living in apartments and stuff like that, you can't put up your own solar panel. Where are you going to fit it? No? On the balcony? It's impossible. So they have to figure this shit out before they close down clean energy. Exactly. And, you know, thinking about that, too, when it comes to nuclear power, I, th I think it's about, like, 35, 40 minutes north of me is a nuclear power plant, and that does a lot of good around here. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all about, you know, doing it right when you uh, build these things. Uh, <laughs> We have no other choice. We, we got water, we got these fucking propellers, and we got solar energy, and that's it. So we're very limited, and no one tries to come up with anything new or anything that's more beneficial to this. Yeah. So it's a lot of shit with, with this, with the lyrics, because a lot of people are making a lot of fucking money on this environment shit, you know? Mm -hmm. They shouldn't make money, you know? It's true. They, they earn so much fucking money. Same with the COVID shit. There's people that are making so many so much fucking money out of chaos and it's been like that same in the world war one and two you know people who distributed this and that for for, for armies and stuff they made so much fucking money um so my conspiracy is like let's start a war so we can make some money let the people suffer and let them die fuck them all as long as i get money and uh just like we were talking about uh uh, a little bit ago, it's all the more reason for our ancestors to come back and kick our asses because we really need that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, we we could blow ourselves up back into Stone Age any fucking day, you know, because there's so much tension between all these fucking countries and everybody's so fucking hyped up on saving everybody except their own country and. That, you know, with this also the greener way to, to, to live and stuff like that, it usually backfires and becomes the brown way to live, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it you can take a good idea and it becomes such a horrible idea, but all because of who's behind it, how they can control it, how they can use it for evil and use it for power. And there's so many yeah. bad things that can come from it. Yeah. The best way to control people is fear. 
It's always been like that, and it will always be like that. If you scare people enough, they're going to believe you, and then you can control them any fucking way you want. Yeah, that's that is all it takes. It's just that fear and the propaganda of fear. And if you get if you can get the right people behind you to believe that, you can control anything. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna be interesting next five years. I tell you right now. Yeah, and you know, it's just like that's always in the back of my mind about like what's gonna be happening in the future because of everything that's been going on the last few years, everything that's going on now. I mean, all of this is going to be affecting our future uh, much sooner yeah. rather than it is later. And, you know, it's just like, I'm really fearing that outcome. Yeah, it's pretty scary. I'm, I'm concerned. I've been concerned for 20 years. <laughs> so. But, uh, yeah. Well, anyhow, back to, to the album. I'm really fucking happy that, that it's done, you know, because it, it, the music has been done for two, three years in total, I think. You know, it was a few songs that came up at the end. But, uh, I mean, I, I wrote pretty much everything on this except what Sebastian wrote. And then uh, we had a session, like, 2018 in uh, in my studio. Me, uh, Horg, and Michael was sitting in the studio trying to come up with some more songs because I, I think I had, like, seven or eight or something like that. And Michael contributed with two riffs, Horg contributed with two riffs, so that's about it. But the riffs were pretty good. So in the end, you know, I'm really happy it's done. And... Uh, you know, I'm really excited to see what people think. Oh, definitely. And yeah, I can let you know right now. I mean, this is easily one of my favorite albums of the year, if not going to be my favorite album of the year. I just love everything that's going on with this. And, you know, just like in the kind of world that we're living in in 2021, I needed an album like Worship to be coming out and just like saying things that have been on my mind, whether it's about stuff that's going on right now that fits perfectly for stuff that you wrote years ago, or it's just like stuff in general that it's always on my mind and just like it just like it fits so perfectly for what's uh, going on in my head right now and just of course just the music going on b- behind it too i mean the fact that you and your son were able to uh, create some stuff together and he was able to uh, make another song here and wor- work with you where if no one tells you what it was i mean it sounds just like it's so perfect and yeah, I mean, just everything about this is just absolutely killer, and I I can't imagine I'm going to be alone in that thinking. I mean, the more that the singles come out, and then eventually when the album comes out uh, at the end of November. Yeah, yeah, let's see. I mean, it, it's pretty exciting to see. For me, it's always, of course, you go like, I don't give a shit what people think. <laughs> that's that, that, that's my thought when I'm writing music, but when I'm done, I'm really keen on seeing the reaction, of course, you know, but when I write, it's only for myself, what I like, what I would like to hear. And it's been like that for a long time, over 20 years, when, when I write music, because you wanna, I want to be influenced by myself and, and uh, write my songs. I, I don't want to copycat things. You know, in the beginning, when you start a band, you start a band for a reason, I, I would believe, you know, that, oh, this band is so fucking cool. I love this band. I want to play this kind of music. And you know, the first albums with Hypocrisy were highly influenced by Deicide and Morbid Angel and uh, and Entombed and, and things like that. And that's what you wanted. You wanted a band that sounded like that. So it was kind of a mashup on, on the first two albums of these three bands, plus a lot more bands, of course, you know, at that time. Uh, even Slayer and Metallica and shit. But, you know, and eventually after a couple of albums, you start to go your own way. How we did on Fourth Dimension, for example. You start to finding your own way to write music and shit like that so 
you just try to perfect it more and more every time you write an album. So you don't look back on other uh, albums with other bands to be influenced by it. You just want to influence yourself to write better songs and uh, develop your uh, style, I would say. You know, it, it takes a long time for a band to sound like, oh, this is definitely hypocrisy when you hear it first time. I, I think you can do that nowadays because we have a certain way of sounding and always for the last 20 years you know how you develop the whole thing and it's such a great signature sound when it comes to that as well too i mean even if things do sound different whether it comes to a production or uh, the songwriting that goes into it you know you know whether you're starting off slow whether you're starting off the blast whatever the case is i mean it's going to have that signature sound that you're able to develop whether you're behind the board or uh, writing or whatever the case is and it's just it's so great every time that it comes out because it just continues to even though it maintains that core sound it still evolves and i love that yeah i i guess you I mean, the way I write music, I, and I always did, you know, it, it puts, a, puts a certain signature to it, I guess, you know, there, it, it's like a watermark kind of that you can't get rid of, you know, if I would, I would love to write something that nobody could guess it was me who's been writing, but, you know, I guess I try to stick with what I'm best on for hypocrisy, at least, you know, this is how I want hypocrisy to sound like, this is good songs, I love them. Let's see what the other people think now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, I think you've achieved that in the other works that you've done, too. I mean, whether it's the songs you've written for Lindman, whether it's Pain. I mean, I, I, especially going in blind, I wouldn't have guessed necessarily that you were behind all the songwriting when it comes to that. Because it's so varied when it comes to that. But knowing that you have this appreciation for different styles and you want to be able to expand what you're able to write. I mean, I... I've always admired that, and I love the fact that you still continue to do that. I mean, with Epoxy, obviously, maintaining that signature sound, but, you know, everything that's going to be going forward, like uh, your upcoming project, which I can't wait to hear the full details on, and anything else that you got going forward, I'm sure it's going to have that. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I mean, for me, it's very important to to try a lot of different things, you know, Uh, just to prove to myself that I can do it or not. Uh, sometimes you jump into something that you want to try to write and you see like, oh shit, I can't fucking do it. But you try at least, you know, and then it comes out as a certain different kind of way. Anyhow, you, you come in between, in the middle of it, sort of. It's hard to explain. Sometimes you, you have a vision of what you want it to sound like, but it turns out in a different way. And most of the time it's like, oh, that's not bad. It's a little bit different. Cool. <laughs> Is there any examples like that in particular? Like, uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's all stuff that was uh, left on the wayside or whatever the case is, but, like, uh, was it just, like, uh, writing for yourself or was it, like, writing for a project or, or anything like that? How do you mean? When I try different uh, things that I have no clue about? Yeah, or it, or if you try it and it turns out different than what you thought it was going to be. Either way. Yeah, I mean... A lot of pain songs, because that's just a huge fucking experiment. I have no clue where it goes every time I write a pain song. because, And that, that's how it's supposed to be. That's my open book, so to say. You know, there, there's no rules, there's nothing. I can just write whatever fuck I want, you know. And it, it was the same thing, you know, like playing, uh, writing Have a Drink on Me with the slide guitars and shit. I never done that before. Uh, I just wanted to try it, and it turned out pretty cool. You know, I people so. like it, they see it as a party song, and which I thought too when I was writing it. So 
I mean, there's a lot of different examples, like coming home. What the fuck is that? Or, or star seed. I never wrote shit like that, you know. But in the end, you know, when you've done it and and you, I, I feel it's it's refreshing and it feels like it's it's not me. It's like total someone different, you know, like early David Bowie shit or whatever, you know. I just wanted to try these strange things. And- that's why I love Pain so much is because you do attempt those things. And it's just like, I, I have such a, a broad sense of what I love to listen to. And I love being able to hear that experimentation. And especially when it works out, it's, it's just like such a great thing knowing that you can try these different experiments and it does work out. And yeah, when I think about like every Pain album, you can't compare to albums because they all sound so different, but it, it's so cool to hear them together. Yeah. Uh... And, and that was the whole idea, you know, because I had hypocrisy and I, I it should be in a certain frame, you know. I don't want to develop it into a, a dream theater or something <laughs> like that, you know. You know what I mean? I want to keep it. I mean, hypocrisy has never been really 100% death metal. Okay, the two first albums maybe, but it's been experimental death metal, I would say. You know, it has a foot in there, but it also has a foot in, in, in the... Uh, uh, I don't know, stoner kind of things in, in, in the 90s, but still heavy shit. So, and uh, um, very melodic as well. So I, I don't know what the hypocrisy is, but, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's death metal, but it's more than that. You know, it's a lot of different shit in there, but still it's brutal and that's what I like, you know. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, when I, when I think of hypocrisy, I just... I, I think of like uh, the fact that it it is metal but it's got like, it's so many great melodies and harmonies behind it it's got so many great brutal moments behind it I mean I, I love the fact that I'm I'm hearing such blasts on on worship and uh, amongst like songs that are slower and faster than that I mean it's just you know it's just like it just sounds like hypocrisy to me yeah yeah definitely I mean a lot of songs are very doomy and, and shit and very dark and but I like that it's got to have a lot of feelings in it you know the melody gives you a certain feeling like melancholin or whatever or brutal you want to go out and take on the whole world or you know it's just it's filled with shitloads of feelings I would say oh for sure I mean you can take a song like gods of the underground which i think is such a perfect closing track and you compare that to something like an, another day i mean it's just like those are two very different songs but it's yeah. just like they fit so well together when you have that ebb and flow of an album which is still so yeah. important i really love that that the album came out in this roller coaster feeling you know it's not two songs in a row of the same kind it's all of the songs are spread out so you get a good feeling to it i, w- I would say you know uh, and it, that was for me after writing one fast song then i want to jump over to a slow song or a mid song you know and when you're done with that you want to jump so you kind of ping pong you know when you've done something you want to do something different yeah it, exactly and you know it's just like i i love when an album can flow like that too i mean whether whether it's doomier whether it's more brutal whether uh, no matter the topics that you're talking about, I mean, there's there's so much value when it comes to this album in particular. And, you know, it's just like, even even though the songs were written years ago, I mean, the fact that they, some of them hold up even better now in 2021 than they would have back in 2018, 2019. It's just, it's, it's so crazy how the world can work sometimes. But I think that's going to make the songs even more appreciated now because of everything that is going on right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> release a song in 2018, like Chemical Horror, they're like, what are you up to now? What? Why are you singing about this? 
But after the last couple of years, you, you really feel that it's kind of important with this pharma bullshit industry, you know? Absolutely. And the fact that you are covering that, too, because it's a topic that uh, I'm very passionate about, like uh, making sure that people aren't uh, trying not to get hooked on these, whether they're getting it in the streets or more particular like this, whether they're getting it from their doctor with a, a free prescription pad. You know, it's just like they're they're making so much money off, off these drugs, off uh, the hospital-grade heroin that's going on. Uh, something yeah. I almost fell into when I was in the hospital for a few weeks. And, you know, it's just like, it's that stuff that's related to me. And I, I the fact that you cover it just means a lot to me. Oh, okay. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, totally. And yeah, yeah I mean, I'm glad I never <laughs> fell into that route, but uh, it was very close because that, that hospital grade heroin, I mean, it's, it's, it's rough stuff. You feel good for a few seconds, but it just, it makes you feel like death right after it. And, you know, it's just like people chase that high so much. And when you got those big yeah. corporations that are trying to get everyone hooked on it, they don't care if they die because there's going to be more people that are going to be going through similar pains. And yeah, I mean, if yeah. more people are able to tackle that, uh, I'm so appreciative of that. Nowadays, when, when the world looks so dark, you know, people try to find either alcohol or, or dr drugs to, to not see it anymore because people are tired of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's all the re more reason I, I hope that we are able to see uh, the other side of this, you know, ju just like with pain, you know, earlier this year, like uh, finally being able to celebrate that, uh, you know, things were starting to open back up. It might be closing again, but the fact that, you know, it's just like we saw a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, knowing that there is an end of the tunnel, I think that can give a lot of inspiration. Exactly. It gives people hope, and that's what we need. Oh, absolutely. And and again, I mean, the fact that you can cover like something like that in pain, you can cover that in hypocrisy, uh, whatever's going to be happening in the future. I mean, covering all these different topics, all these different styles. I, I just yeah. love the fact that you're still going forward with it. I mean, I, I know how hard it can be, uh, you know, from the ups and downs of being in music, being an artist, being uh, living life on earth can just uh, tear you apart alone. And the fact that you're still going on with it, you still love doing it. You still love being able to be behind the board and work on things with the best studios. I mean, it's, it's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate to, to been doing this for 30 years i didn't have a normal job for 30 years it's been neither studio or touring so i'm really fortunate that that it's been working out great i mean nowadays i don't do too much uh productions because i really don't have any time kind of and there's nothing exciting that that i get offered so so it, it's uh, for me it uh, as as a producer, it's hard to develop unless I have pain, you know, that, where where I can just go bananas with it and learn things while I'm doing it. But uh, you know, recording bass, guitars, drums, vocals, you know, I've done that many times, so I, I think I know how to do that. So it's always good to get something, some newer elements in there or or whatever it is, just to make you excited. Because if you're excited, then you're gonna work your ass off. And I just don't wanna. Do productions just to make a living because that's not fair to the bands. Oh no! I mean, I uh, when when you're doing production, I, your heart has to be into it. Otherwise, the product is just gonna not be there. It's gonna sound stale. And you know, yeah. when you can get the right people that you want to be able to record for, especially if you hear the hear what the band is like and you hear what they're trying to go for and you want to be a part of it. I mean, that can be such an inspiration for yourself as well, too. I mean, whether it's seeing what they're playing, whether it's uh, how they play, I'm or I mean, yeah. whatever it is. I mean, whether you're picking up an instrument or just recording, there's so much that you can learn from. Yeah, in the '90s, I got very influenced by 
by bands coming into the studio and stuff, you know, it made me push my envelope a little bit more as well when I was doing my shit, you know. In the 2000s, I was really burned out. And I, I that's when I started stepping away from it because, yeah, there, there was no ideas left in my head, you know. <laughs> what, what, what kind of food can you make out of the same recipe, kind of? And my, my brain was just overworked. Yeah, and, you know, thinking about that, as well now in 2021, I mean, there is a lot of bands that are still trying to create the same style where, I mean, a lot of times it's unrecognizable with what they're doing, especially when it comes to, you know, when it's reamping or uh, resampling the drums or the same kind of production style. It's like you, you might not even be able to tell who the band is if you recognize the band until someone tells you what the band is. Yeah. I I call these, uh, uh, laptop productions, you know? (laughs) Sorry to say that, but, you know, it it feels very stiff and it it feels like a drum machine with some overheads on it, you know, and uh, guitars are usually in the plug-in or or something like that. I I really still try to, maybe I'm a slow follower, but I still try to keep it organic, you know, that it feels, I use real amplifiers, I fuck around with it forever instead of just taking the plug-in where it sounds, well, that's good, but everybody else sounds like that, so... For me, I hook up like three or four marshals and I don't know how many, how many microphones and, and pedals and shit and I'm sitting for a week just to, to get the best sound out of it. And that's for me not trying to be lazy. Same with drums, you know. Okay, sometimes you have to put some samplers under the real snare or, or, or kick because, you know, you're not a machine when you hit. You can't hit constant, you know, all the time. There, there's no drummer that can do that. So you add a little bit on top of it just to get it stabilized. Oh, it's it's so true. And I, I know that from the drums, too. Like, a, I have many friends that have went into the studio who decided to not ever put on new drum heads or uh, being able to clean up their cymbals or uh, look at the hardware. And you can hear, like, the... the like uh, the the drum shells, you can hear all the hardware rattle when they do a drum fill. Yeah. When they could have just fixed that up, and you wouldn't have heard that. Yeah, yeah. So they trigger everything instead, or you know, replace the sounds so they don't have no leaks for nothing or anything. But it's for me, it, yeah, it's this laptop productions that I call it. You know, they all sound the same. Yeah, and. You know, thinking about that again, when it comes to worship, it's like, I don't hear any of that. I mean, all of it sounds so natural because it is natural. I mean, it's you spending the time creating the tones that you're looking for. It's it's a real drummer playing real drums. And, you know, it's, yeah. that can become such a lost art. But I, I just love the fact that, you know, people still care about having that real feeling behind it rather than making sure everything is quantized. And yeah, just like you yeah. said, you know, like with with the laptop recording, I mean, I want that real feeling, you know, whether it's yeah. analog or, or digital, you can still get that real feeling behind it as long as you actually play. Yeah, it's the same with, with guitars when I record them. I try to set them good. I don't want to quantita- uh, quantize all the hits and things f- with the guitar. I mean, the more loose they are, the, the wider the sound gets. You know, the, the more you, you tighten it up, the, the, the less wideness it gets into it for some reason, I think, you know. So for me, I don't care if I'm a little 
you know, out of the timing here and there. It just makes it more wider, the sound. And that's what it should be about, too. I mean, you know, hear, hearing the wideness of the sound, hearing the, the the range of sound that's going on behind it, too. You know, like hearing tones that you wouldn't get if you cared so much about the quantizing and everything else that's going behind that. And, you know, like with a drummer, if he's not playing exactly on tune forward, like he's a little bit behind or a little bit forward. I mean, that's what makes it feel real rather than just like being exactly like a machine because you can program a machine to do that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are like, I try to play with the, with, you know, get the drummer to play with the click. I don't care if it goes a little bit out and a little bit in. And then I put a guitars on top of it and I go with the drums, not with the click because I will not quantize the drums 100%, you know, because it will just be become this soulless shit, you know. But everybody's different. Everybody thinks, thinks and likes different things. So I, I'm not holding anything against anybody. It's just the way how I feel, you know, when I do things. Oh, yeah. It's my preference as a listener, too. I mean, like, I want to be able to, like, if I hear some great drum patterns, I want to be able to sit behind the drums and actually know a real drummer played that rather than everything being fixed up in Pro Tools or whatever the case is. Yeah. I mean, a good example of that, I mean, it's not many bands that can do that, but ones for for sure is like Meshuggah, you know? They're they're like machines without being machines, you know? (laughs) I remember that, like, one of the latest, uh, later ones, uh, they put uh, a drum machine on there because it was easier to, to get it out. But when they play the songs live, you hear no difference you know, <laughs> because they're such amazing fucking musicians, you know. That's a different thing. Oh, I yeah. Say. Oh, totally. Uh, Catch 33, that's the one. Yeah, I re- yeah maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and, uh, I remember uh, uh, Thomas was actually behind the drum programming with that, too. So at least he still had his touch behind it. Yeah, exactly. And when you hear these songs live, you don't hear a difference from from live and the album. You know, it's such an amazing thing. So I guess it's also about different music styles and shit like that. How you do things. With Pain, I want it to be like really synthetic. You know, because it's supposed to be a little bit more machinery kind of feeling to this the the music. You know, and uh, that's a different thing. I would say. Oh yeah, for sure. And you, and especially when you don't know what direction it's going to be going in too. I mean, the fact that you can have those kind of options going along behind it too is so important. Yeah, a lot of drum loops and things, you know, just to make it swing a little bit better. And just a straight ACDC beat on the drums. Yeah, and then you can throw so much behind that. I mean, whether you're getting, like, the keyboard orchestras behind it, whether you got drum loops playing behind a real drummer. I mean, there's so many different directions it could go in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, again, and I I know, obviously, uh, still things are, uh, I'm sure, being worked on and the full details are coming out, but that's what's got me excited about what's going to be going on next with you, too, because I'm, I'm just yeah. so excited to see where you're going to be going musically, who you're going to be working with, and just, like, really dissecting that album the way that I do with Hypocrisy seeing pain and just like being able to hear these different parts that's going on and just like uh hearing another layer of what you can do musically yeah yeah so uh, it, it, it's it, it's all a fucking adventure you know? <laughs> there's there's no uh plans for anything it's just what happens happens and it's been like that i guess for 30 years in my state of mind just go with the flow when you have a feeling get it out on tape and try to uh document it so you don't forget it and then a year or two later it's on an album <laughs> and uh, there's no thoughts behind it it's just what you have in mind at the moment when you write it 
Yeah, and and just being able to say that you have an album and you stand behind it when it is done and it's something that you can actually be proud of after you get done recording it too is so important. I mean, having your heart and soul behind it, I mean, obviously there's other reasons to make music if you don't care about those things, but obviously when it comes to something like metal, I mean, you want to be able to have that love and appreciation behind what you're playing or what you're producing or whatever the case is. Yeah, and, and this album was not about being a political album or about what's right and wrong and blah, blah, blah. It's just my thoughts, and I want to share with people and see if they have the same thoughts as, as I do, you know? I've never been politically uh, involved, you know, left or right or whatever, you know, marching in the streets or anything. It's this, These are just my thoughts, what I think is going on, you know? So it's just my, my tale of... of uh, the 20, what is it called, 21st century or 20th, 2000 century kind of uh, mentality from me. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's really something that's just been lost thanks to the digital age that we live in because of all the media, all of social media, all of, uh, you know, seeing what everyone thinks. I mean, whether you got to have that us and them mentality when really most of us are just trying to live. I mean, I think yeah. that's the most important part. I mean, we're just trying to get by every day. I mean, some of us are very fortunate to be able to uh, at least do what we want for a living, whether it's a uh, full time or on the side or even just doing it for fun. I mean, just being able to have those aspects and being able to maintain a life. I mean, not everything needs to be politicized, although it, it's really exactly. become that way. Oh, yeah. Either you're supposed to be left or you're supposed to be right. Otherwise, you're fucked. And that's happening in the whole fucking world right now. You know, in Sweden, in, in Europe, in all the countries. Definitely here in the States. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you have to take care of everybody else except your, your own people. You know, it's really strange way of seeing things. I thought, you know, you'd first you take care of your own people then you help other people but it's the opposite now or at least saying that you care about them because sometimes saying it is more important than actually following through on things yeah but today people can see it so they don't even bother anymore they just say like oh why should you be proud being american or swedish or whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like what excuse me <laughs> i thought you were supposed to be proud of your own country you know but okay oh yeah just it's just that world that we live in, but at least one thing bringing it back around. I mean, I'm really glad that I live in the timeline and the world that I live in where there's new hypocrisy coming out in just a couple months now. And with it being, I mean, even with just like listening to it for a day, it's become one of my favorite hypocrisy albums. I think it's going to become my favorite hypocrisy album and one of my favorites of the whole year and i can't wait to be able to show this off and it was great to be able to catch up with you i i didn't realize yeah. how long we were talking i mean it just it it felt so natural being able to go back and forth and just being able to talk yeah. i mean this is so awesome yeah yeah definitely man. oh shit yeah one hour <laughs> holy shit <laughs> yeah i did I, flies, you know? yeah i mean when you really get into it and it's something you care about i mean just like having a, a good bullshit conversation it's great well, like I said, you know, it's not a political album. It's my thoughts. You know, remember that, you know, I don't want to have all, all these people coming back to me and, oh, are you becoming this kind of a, I don't know, what do you want to call it, Greenpeace per person or whatever? Well, I mean, it, it's all my thoughts, how I see the world. And that's all there is. It's simple as that. One person's view of life. 
Oh, absolutely. And I'll, I'll just say it one more time. Uh, our ancestors do need to come back and kick all of our asses for the way that we've been acting. Yeah, I think so. Wake us up and slap us around a little bit and start appreciating what you have. You know? I think that's one thing to take away from the album, if not hypocrisy in general. Yeah. I mean, my, my um, if you Google hypocrisy today, holy shit, you see a lot of hypocrisy. You know, <laughs> and it's 99% about politicians all over the world. So I guess... There also, with our name, became, after 30 years, very, very important today, which is weird. Because that's all you see on headlines. Oh, this man is a hypocrisy, uh, hypocrite, and blah, blah, blah. And you go, going like, oh, okay, I wish I could, uh, you know, copyright that fucking <laughs> word. And, and it's true when it comes to... Gene Simmons, you know? <laughs> And, and it's true when it comes to pain, too, because you see so many things about, like, people that are hurting in some way, shape, or form. So if you could try to get that trademark on pain as well, too, and just being able to make money off both pain and hypocrisy just because of how it's used in the news and the internet, I mean, you'd be so well off. Hey, I could just sit counting money all day long. <laughs> what, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, it, like I said, it's a scary fucking world right now, and I just hope people use their brains and don't watch too much news about certain things left and right and just stay with their common sense. Yeah, and I, I know that's true of me. It's uh, I haven't been able to watch uh, local or national news in years because it just it, it's just like it can infuriate you no matter what side that you're a part of or if you're just like going in living life. I mean, there's so many things on every TV channel or social media that can just piss you off so much that and if it's really important things, you're going to hear about it somehow. You, you don't yeah. need to tune into the news every day and just like fall into whatever traps that they're going for. You're going to hear about it. Yeah. That, that, that's my problem i'm following everywhere in all the countries and all the time all shit and i'm yeah it, it takes a toll on you that's for sure you learn a lot though oh oh yeah you definitely do and it and it can lead for inspiration on the way you live life and you know and again you know just like seeing things throughout history i mean whether you're covering our ancestors whether you're covering opioids whether you're just covering life in general or you know whether it's positive like uh, with the latest pain whether it's more of the negative stuff that's going on with hypocrisy whatever is going on you know it's just again just like about living life and you know having your thoughts about life too but just being able to live life yeah yeah that's gonna be a luxury to be able to just live your life you know it, yeah, especially in the day and age that we're living in and not knowing where our future is going to go. I mean, just yeah. like I mean, just like being able to go towards the luxury of living your life is just something that we can all try to strive for, whether we can do it or not. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Let's see what it brings, man. Yeah, totally. And, you know, with that, I, you know, with, a, with an hour in, I think that's, I think that's probably good for right now. I mean, I could probably keep going for hours, but I know you got a lot of press that's going to be coming on uh, all the way up yeah. to the album. So I, I appreciate you taking all this time to be able to talk to me about worship uh, coming out the end of November through Nuclear Blast. Uh, it's been a, a hell of a great time being able to talk to you. It's always great being able to catch up and, you know, uh, whether we get to talk again for uh, pain or the next hypocrisy or the next project, or uh, if I get to see you next time you're able to play Minnesota again, I'm really looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have something coming up before the summer in America, so uh, it, it will be announced later on and, and so on. We'll, we'll definitely go out for sure. 
Oh, fantastic. Uh, great note to end on. And again, I, I thank you very much for being able to do this. I can't wait to be able to show off this interview, being able to uh, play the singles off the album, being able to promote it at the end of the year for my best of list and everything that's going on with that. And again, I just thank you very much for taking the time. Yeah, thank you for your support, man. Oh, I'm glad to do it. I mean, anytime that you got yeah. something to promote, if there's a way I'm able to promote it, I definitely want to be able to help. All right. Thank you, man. Oh, Thank not a problem. Right. I hope you have a great rest of the day when it comes to that as well. You too. Stay safe, bro. Oh, you as well. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. And welcome back to the show. You just got done here in my interview with Peter Tackern of Hypocrisy, talking about the brand new album, More Shit Your Nuke of the Blast. Now that the interview is done, you could hear how excited I was talking to Peter and how great everything was going. Then about a month later, after the interview actually happened, as I did this interview months in advance, months in advance, some stuff came out that I'm not too happy about, about his thoughts actually on the vaccine and being able to travel to America. Where you hear in this interview and my previous interview this year with Peter talk about how he was so happy to be able to come back to America and his tune changed. And that made me very sad. Sad to the extent that I hate saying it, but I can't put the new Hypocrisy album in my top 100 or my honorable mentions. No matter how good the album is, I can get into my top 100 of 2021 coming up in a bit. But when it comes to things like this, it just makes me really sad because it's... I really don't want to talk shit. I really don't want to. So I'm going to try to refrain from that. But I will just say that knowing Peter's thoughts now as it regards to the vaccine and mandates of being able to travel and tour and play in America, it broke my heart. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please do your research. Go look it up. I really don't want to promote it more than I have to. That part of it. As it really seems like he does not give a fuck about coming here anymore. And that just hurts. Of course, there's many other things that go along with it as well. I don't want to poo-poo on it as much as any more than I am right now. And I hope to be done with it in, in a few seconds. But I will just say that if you can separate the art from the artist, Worship is an amazing album. For me personally, I can't do it anymore. With the climate of what we live in in today's age, I can't do it anymore. So absolutely feel free to go check out Worship this Friday through Dink of the Blast. Again, if you can separate the art from the artist, fantastic album. And if you're that kind of person, please go check it out. I'm going to keep this show a bit brief this week as I am in the midst of compiling, writing up, and finishing that drummer guy's top 100 albums of 2021. While you're going to be experiencing this next week, this week I'm writing everything up. That way, I only have to worry about posting it rather than writing it up and doing more work than I really need to. If everything goes to plan, I have my very last interview of the year coming up on tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Monday, otherwise Tuesday. That should be my final interview for next week's show and the final normal show of the week. I'm not going to say who it is yet as we've tried to do this several times and it hasn't panned out either on my end or on their end 
and both of us have very legitimate reasons why the interview hasn't happened, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. But it is an album that I will say is in my top 20 of 2021. And this year has been very hard to be able to make the top 100 as there's so many great albums, so many great albums I barely got to hear this year that didn't even make my honorable mentions, let alone the top 40 honorable mentions, let alone being in the top 100. 2021 has been an amazing year for music, and that's about it. Otherwise, this year has just been filled with disappointment after disappointment after failure after failure. But at least there's music, and I can't wait to be able to show all that off next week. Except, this coming Friday, I will be showing off the top 40 honorable mentions, which is already written up. I just have to do the top 100 at this point. There's some albums in there that are going to be shocking to see just in the honorable mentions of 140 albums. There's ones that you haven't heard of that you need to check out. And remember, between all 140 albums, check out every album that interests you. Because what might be in my honorable mentions might be your favorite album of the year. And who am I to say that you shouldn't listen to it? Go listen to it. I wouldn't be writing a review if I didn't care about the album in some way, shape, or form. Please go check it out. Of course, all of that will be posted throughout my social media, and of course, of course, thatrummerguy.com, which I will also be featuring a mammoth, mammoth list of all 140 albums that made the list that are on Spotify. It's a good for you. Sorry about that. It's a good year for music, so try to remember that as we go into the holidays. There's so much good music to check out, and no matter how shitty things have been, music exists. We still have it, and it's more at our fingertips, legally, than ever before. Go check it out, and hopefully you'll discover a new band or two. Now for my last bit here before we go into the playlist for this week's show, I want to talk about a major change that's going on with me right now, and that is, I am done with drinking pop. I have decided to stop drinking as I drink a lot of pop or soda or soda pop or cola or whatever you want to call it you know the brand a brand b don't want to get sued kinds of stuff i've drank way too many cases in my life and i finally decided it's time for a change so that's what i'm doing i am doing the best i can right now to not drink anything not just with pop as i call it here in minnesota but caffeine in general, I'm trying to put a kibosh on. So far, I've just been drinking water for the most part. I've also been drinking Gatorade, Powerade, which they're better substitutions. Not perfect substitutions, but better substitutions. And one thing that has been helping me dramatically since I've made this change is a product known as Liquid IV, which I am not sponsored by. I'd love to be sponsored by them, but I'm not sponsored by them, let's just say yet. But it's a powder that you put into your water, it comes in so many different flavors, and it honestly makes you feel better. In fact, it was a couple days in of me taking Liquid IV that I looked at myself and realized that I didn't want to stuff- I didn't want to drink pop anymore. The, the powder, like, if you're having, like, stress headaches or tension headaches, like I do, it dramatically, dramatically decreases them, if not gets rid of them. And it just makes you feel more refreshed, so you don't have to feel like you have to keep drinking water or anything else. Especially if you're shitty at drinking water and you do drink a lot of pop or alcohol or 
things that are not just pure water. It helps with that. You take one of these, it's got all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients and all these great things that are good for the body. You drink it and it does actually make you feel better. I've felt more refreshed, even though I'm going through caffeine withdrawals, which really suck ass. But once the withdrawals go away, I know I'm gonna feel better because I'm taking liquid IV. You only need to do it once a day too, which is a great thing. I mean, you, you can have more, but I've been just doing it once a day and I've been feeling so much better. But it's in all in me just trying to make myself better. I've been so unhappy for so long that I just wanted to make a change to see if it even does anything. There's no guarantee that it will. I might still be the depressed piece of shit that I continue to think that I am. Or it might lighten things up. And I will say things have gotten better again since it's been almost a week since I've been like dead set on doing this. It's been almost a full week. Started late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. I was a couple days in the liquid IV and I just decided that I wanted to try to make these changes. I wanted to be able to Stop drinking pop, which retains so much water weight. So much water weight. I want to be able to fit into my old clothes again. I'm going to get back on my exercise bike once I find the right kind of shoes to be able to make things more comfortable for me. It's a long story, but I'm not far away from trying to make all the changes that I want to. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect and... You know, even, that even goes with food too. Like, I'm trying to eat food from home more because... I'm not sure if you've ever seen pictures of me, but I'm fat. And I ate fast food a lot. And I'm doing what I can to try to eat more at home now. And I've been doing that for a while now. I've been doing that for a few weeks. And I do feel better with that. I've went from eating out probably a few times a week to only doing it once in the past week. Which for someone of my stature is nearly a miracle. And I'm hoping to decrease that even more to just zero. And just eating more at home. I got this new cooker from Emeril Lagasse that's got like nine different features behind it. Everything from cooking pizza to air frying to uh, freeze drying to uh, rotisserie to all these different things. And I just want to eat from home more because I know that's better. It's better than eating out. I'm not saying it's perfect. It's not perfect. And it, it's not the... It's not the perfect way to be able to lose weight or anything like that, but it is better. And I just want to be better. I hope I can get better. And I guess that's also another reason why I'm going to be taking December off as well too, because I am currently going through these caffeine withdrawals, which again, completely suck ass. I have these tension headaches that are going on every day. Again, I'm so thankful to be able to drink liquid IV, which has been really helping me out. And I'm just trying to make the right changes for me, so maybe 2022 will suck a little less. And we'll see what happens. Now that I've shortened things up a little bit more, I want to be back instantaneously to talk about this week's soundtrack, this episode of my show as that drummer guy. And welcome back. Even though it is instantaneous for you, it took me a bit to figure out what I was going to do for the playlist for the show this week. And wow, it's already been 430 episodes over 10 years. Granted, that number should be way higher, but you know, with life and other reasons, it's at 430 and I have no problem with that. This week, I have two songs that fit the mood of the show. Of course, the first being Chemical Horror, the song from Hypocrisy, off the album Worship coming out this Friday through Nuke of the Blast. And 
and I also have a cover. Most of you will probably know this best as the theme song from Big Mouth, but it is Charles Bradley covering Black Sabbath's Changes. But along with that cover, it made me think, why don't I do 10 more covers? Specifically covers that came out in 2021, and make that the covers of 2021 show. As the idea of my show has evolved where last year, my show would have been featuring the songs. As this year, with the dynamic change that is happening, and me taking December off, I have decided to put 10 of my favorite covers that came out this year, and put them into this soundtrack as well, so you get 11 covers and a hypocrisy song. Funny how that all works out, isn't it? So starting it off, I have everything in alphabetical order. I have Axel Rudy Pell covering There's Only One Way to Rock, Off Diamonds Unlocked 2. Following that, I have Beast of Black covering Man of War's Battle Hymn, off the brand new album Dark Connection. Then I have Bloody Hammers covering Golden Earrings' other song, Twilight Zone, which is a standalone single. Also as a standalone single, we got Flesh God Apocalypse covering Eiffel 55's Blue, Baba Dee Babu Die, Baba Dee Babu Die, Baba Dee Babu Die. You know how the song goes. Following that, I have Light the Torch covering Sonata Matraya's Sign Your Name. Then we go to Live in the Studio with Mr. Bungle in their mashup of Hell Awaits and Summer Breeze. Off their Live in the Studio release, the night they came home. Following that, we have Omnium Gatherum covering Infected Mushroom, which I did not see coming, with the song In Front of Me, the final track off their brand new album, Origin. Then off the five song EP In Tribute, we have the absolutely extreme band Outer Heaven covering Death's Secret Face. Then we go back into the studio with live renditions of Sepultura with Phil Campbell covering the Motorhead classic Orgasmatron. And of course, that is off the brand new Sepultura live studio release, Sepulcarta. And finally, a song that should have been on that huge ass blacklist covers release that covered so covered every single song off Metallica's Black album, but this song was not featured on it, and I do not understand why, especially since it is a brand new release and a brand new standalone single from Subterranean Masquerade with their cover of Metallica's Wherever I May Roam. And that'll do it for the show this week. Thank you so very much for tuning in and checking out my interview with Peter Dakron of Hypocrisy. One final time, if you can separate the art from the artist, worship comes out this Friday for Nuke of the Blast. This Friday will be the start of that Drummer Guy's top 100 albums of 2021, which you'll be seeing all throughout social media and of course that drummerguy.com, where I'll be starting with part one, the honorable mentions. 40 albums alphabetically covered in part one. Then on Monday, also what will be the last show of the week of November and last week year for an episode. See, I lost my train of thought and I still made it work. I'll be doing parts two through five. Two through six, That Drummer Guy's Top 100 Albums of 2021, where I'll be going 20 albums apiece, day by day, starting with Monday, 100 through 81, all the way through Friday, where I'll be covering the top 20, going everything down, countdown style, TRL style, till we hit number one. If you have any guesses, let me know what you think's gonna be on this year's list, whether you think it's gonna be number one, number 37, or in the honorable mentions. Who knows where it could end up. Shoot me a message, shoot me a comment, whatever you think. Let me know what you think. And until next week, this this is that drummer guy saying, see ya.